What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 144 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Matt Deitch. Matt, what's happening? Oh, you know, just uh, chilling. Just Hol- chilling. Yeah, chilling is right. It's holiday or it's Halloween today. So when everybody's listening to this, we're officially into November. That's I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm excited. Like I'm an ice fisherman, but like of all the years, like I don't know. We'll say the last ten years, I'm the least looking forward to winter this year. Like I'm just I'm sick and tired of scooping snow. Like I'm sick and tired. <laughs> like I want ice fishing with no snow. Do you have a snowblower? Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I'm jealous of all you guys. I just get out there with the shovel. And you got just... a wife? <laughs> exactly. I got get a shovel. Out there and scoop. <laughs> I, I got to take the shovel and I got to go. Nope. Nope, I do got a, I do, I got a snowblower. I don't have a whole hell of a lot of a driveway, but uh, I've got a snowblower. Um, so I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm really not looking forward to it. Uh, um, but I think, I think the weather has officially changed that uh, we're not going to have any of the, the super nice days uh, uh, back. We've got uh, this week highs in the 40s basically all week. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe tips into 50s, but uh, we've got lows in the teens, Matt. Yeah, we've officially got lows in the teens. I, do you think we're gonna be? Do you think people are gonna be on the ice around here by Thanksgiving? No, no, no. I don't think. Nope. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Thanksgiving. I think you know every every single year, even when when it's like, oh, you know, here we go, and and uh, you know, it gets to be, I don't know, early December, Thanksgiving week, and you know, you you get a little bit of a skim and whatnot. Then all of a sudden, it kind of it it always ends up being. You know, about about the week before Christmas, yep. week of Christmas, somewhere right in there. Well, we always we always, people always forget that one factor that we have around here is wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's very true. And I I don't know. You know, I mean, there's there's people with small, uh, you know, small private ponds, or you know, if you'd get over onto some place with a with a little bit of a canal, maybe you can get out. You know, right. these spots that can get out of the wind, but. Uh, um, you know, for the most part, it's always, it's always about the same thing. And, uh, I just don't really probably feel that this, uh, this year is going to be any different, you know, probably if you're up in, uh, Northern Minnesota, North Dakota, you know, yeah, you're, you're probably, you're probably looking here, you know, coming down the pipe, you know, I don't know, two, two, three weeks away, but, uh. For us down here, uh, south, south of Minnesota, uh, I think I think we're probably in trouble. Yeah, yeah, we're always a little bit behind them up there, aren't we? As far as getting on the first ice, I guess we really wanted to, and really wanted to get ice fishing that bad. We could always drive north and give it a shot at on one of those smaller bodies of water. Right. Uh, you know, looking here, International Falls, Minnesota. Um, you know, they're about ten degrees uh, uh, less than us. You know, they're they're probably. Uh, highs down into the 30s, uh, you know, just creeping into the 40s a little bit, but uh, their lows actually aren't quite as low as ours. So uh, oh, that's wild. Yeah, pretty pretty weird. Uh, you I know. saw some video of somebody breaking some ice to get their boat in the water the other day. So really, yep. Well, so it might be a little closer than up for up there for them than what a person really realizes. Yeah, well, which, I'm I'm sure the the water temp is you know going to be down there. So. Well, this this just means that all the rock truckers need to start loosening up those arms <laughs> and those shoulders. To That's get, right. To you're get you're an old rock chucker, man. You've been a rock chucker. Chucking it. Nope. No. Uh, um, Obviously, like like we said, uh, cold weather's on its way. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna chat with Jay uh, Shakirat today. Um, Jay is uh, he just recently qualified uh, for the Bassmaster Elite Series. Uh, Jay's from, I believe, uh, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, we'll probably talk to him about that. But uh, um, you know, I don't know bass fishing. When I think bass fishing, I think about you know fishing in. 80 degree weather you right know, you, you don't yeah. think you of don't. Bass, bass fishing in the super cold uh you know the walleye fishermen can have that but uh um no we'll 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 give you a little something to warm you up uh um and uh yeah we'll get over to jay and we're here today with jay jacurit uh jay how's it going man oh it's going man i just recently got home from uh grand lake oklahoma and things have been busy it's been a crazy last week Qualifying for the Bassmaster Elite Series is something I've wanted to do for, <laughs> I don't know, it's, I mean, I'm young, but I know a lot of guys have been wanting to do this for a long time, but man, to be able to do it in my first year is unreal. Yeah, it definitely is. Does it feel real yet? You know, 
a lot that's basically the question i get asked the most i think is like has it really set in and it's like honestly like when you're just driving around now i'm just like fishing my home waters like thinking like man like now i gotta go fish the Bassmaster elite series it's like a couple times it's set in, but like for now, it's only been like a week. It probably really hasn't set in yet for me. Like, like uh, after you qualify, like through the point system and stuff like that, do you like get a call from them, or did you just know, like, oh, okay, yep, I made it, or is you, it like, yeah, you, you know, you know right away. Um, they have like a point system. You can almost do it in your own head right. and do the math. Um, but when it actually became official and I actually got a call from Bassmaster the next day, that was when it really, that's, that was when it really hit me. And now, and now you have until November 9th to officially state that you're fishing or you're not fishing, correct? Right. Yep. So my first, uh, official payment is due on the 9th. So yeah, that's, that's when it's official official. Yeah. 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 When, when your bank account drops by a big number, <laughs> yeah. that's when it's official. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. Well, you know, I've, th- this is a fishing podcast, but uh, we want to get started off by asking you a couple non-fishing-related questions. So uh, I, w- I want to start off and ask you, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Hmm. I'd probably have to say, oh, I forget the name. I think it's called Real Steel. It's okay. like a robot movie. I don't really watch movies, to be completely honest with you. But Hey, neither I do, do I. Like <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, when traveling on the road, uh what's your go to place to eat? Ooh, that's a good question. If there's a Culver's, I always go to Culver's. Oh <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I ate at Culver's yesterday. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's more of a northern thing though. So you get to like the there's like a a line where you hit like probably southern Illinois ish where all of a sudden it turns into more like Oh man, there's not a lot down there that I like have like a go to. To be completely honest with you, it's whatever's yeah. convenient. Yeah, if they if whatever's they if they fought for really, the South yeah. in the Civil War, Culvers don't go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean Culvers is the go to. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. All right, Jay. Well, obviously, uh, you know, people that are clicking on this podcast to listen to, probably a lot of them see that last name, and they might have, you know, with your dad's name being Jason, they might actually, you know, kind of get it uh, screwed up, you know, let's see, Jason Jacurit. Uh, right, yeah. But uh, t- tell us a little bit about uh, your introduction to fishing, because you're from a fishing family. For sure, yeah. So my dad actually fishes walleyes professionally on the NWT. So basically, when I was, I don't know, I probably started, I actually started fishing tournaments with him when I was, you know, actually able, like when he actually had me step into the boat and I could proficiently cast a rod and net fish. So it was probably like 10, I think my first tournament when I, when I was 11 on our home stretch of river. And uh, so originally, yeah, everything around us, at the time, I mean, back then it was all walleyes. I mean, there was there was some bass tournaments. Uh, I mean, we had a a local river series that ran back in the day. But I mean, I was real young, so I didn't know anything about that. Um, but this tournament that we jumped into was a three bass and a three walleye tournament. So it was six fish total. It was two days, so you had to catch twelve fish, three bass and three walleye each day. That was the tournament that really set it off for me. Um, it was actually the first day of that tournament. My dad caught the biggest bass. I still, to this day, I think anybody's ever seen caught out of that section of the river. It was like a 637 largemouth oh, that yeah. day. And, uh, yeah, that <laughs> that really set off the whole bass fishing deal for me. Like, seeing that fish come in, like, I, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with walleyes because <laughs> it was it was like it was like the craziest bite you've ever seen. Like it got wrapped around this log like three times, and I missed it with the net, and then it came up and I got it in, and I'm like, oh man, we got big bass for the tournament, you know, and this and that, and I was just hollering. That was that was probably the first experience where I was like, okay, yeah, I think I want to fish bass over walleye. Now I never really had like. Uh, 
at the time I never had like a preference. Like at the time I just wanted to go out and catch fish. Like I'd go out and catch northerns, bluegills. It didn't matter. Like right. I just wanted to go out and fish from shore or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, that was like the turning point. I believe was like when I was 11 years old when I'm like, all right, like, and then, and then I started realizing, okay, yeah, there's bass tournaments. Like this could be something. So, so how, I mean, at, at one point in time, did you tell your dad like, Hey dad, like I really like this fishing deal, but I think yeah. I'm going <laughs> to, I think I'm going to go and uh, uh, catch yeah, so bass my instead. Dad, my dad was like super cool with it. Like he didn't, I mean, he knew I loved bass fishing from that moment. Like when we'd go out, we'd go bass fishing, we went to the walleye fishing. Now, like, I mean, he loves competitive walleye fishing. Don't get me wrong. Like that's what he's wanted to do since he was a kid, you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, like there's no, I guess, difference between like the whole competitive drive is the same. Like yeah. the yep. competitive drive to walleye fish is very similar to competitive drive to bass fish. There's just, all it is is just different techniques when it comes down to it. It's just different ways of fishing. Like, you know, you want to fish, obviously walleye is more Northern gravitated, you know, you're fishing great lakes the northern half of the u.s whereas bass you can go down to florida and catch them but uh i guess i just wanted to be more i guess traveling more was something that i wanted to do obviously and you know not to be anything against the walleye world at all the walleye world's doing just fine as it is right now but like obviously going forward like bass bass is huge like bass yeah. is absolutely huge now like I mean, it's crazy as much bass has grown in the last 10 years. Like, from when I started fishing with my dad then till now, it was insane. Well, even even up north, you know, like with you being, you yeah. know, Wisconsin and whatnot, I mean, how many bass anglers are up in oh, Wisconsin, man. up in Minnesota? You know, all these northern dudes that are doing YouTube, mm -hmm. a lot of them are doing bass fishing. Yep. And, you know, Matt yep. and I were just talking uh, before we started recording you know, Wisconsin's going to have you, Bob Downey, Caleb Koopfall, you know, Douglas and Fighter yeah. on, on the Minnesota side. Like, you know, crazy. I, yeah, these Min or, or these northern dudes are, are hammers, you know, when it comes to bass fishing. Yeah, I think there's like, there's going to be like probably seven or eight of us now from up here. I think Schlopper's in there too. And oh, yeah, yep, that, that too. Yep, yep. yep. Matt said there's one that yeah, we're forgetting. That's right. right. Yep. Matt Stefan, I mean, he's fishing over on FL or MLF. Yep, we got a lot, a lot of guys. Of up here now, yeah. Now, yeah, you, it's really you, starting to take off up here. You and your dad still fish some bass tournaments together, don't you? So, yeah, we actually, uh, we fish the Sturgeon Bay Open when we can, which is a local event here in the spring up on Sturgeon Bay. And then, so we actually fish, this year we fished a, a U.S. Open on St. Clair, that was a Bass Pro Shops U.S. Open qualifier event. We actually took fifth in that tournament on St. Clair, and now we're qualified for the Table Rock event, which is actually in two weeks, which we're headed down for in about a week and a half. So, nice. Oh, wow. Nice. That's going to be exciting. So who, who gets to be the boat captain <laughs> when it comes to yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, we were kind of debating, like, which boat should we take? Uh... I was thinking we were going to take mine, but it's a pretty big lake. So I don't know how much gas we're going to burn or not, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be, we're still debating on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, now will you go back and, and do any walleye tournaments or, or is it just your dad that crosses over and does some, some bastard? Yeah, that, that's just my dad. So the only time I ever fish walleyes, to be honest, is, uh, so I'll fish a league with my buddy here in, in town, and it, that's a whole three-bass, three-walleye league deal. Okay. That's the only time I've ever really messed with walleye tournaments, to be honest. I've never jumped in a, a big walleye tournament in my life. Right on. Now let's let's talk a little bit about your tournament history. Um, you know, probably you 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 obviously talk about these three-bass, three-walleye tournaments, and you probably did a lot of local stuff, but uh, – was the 2019 uh, um, Bassmaster Central Opens uh, on the co-angler side the first time that you really kind of got into the big tournaments? Yeah, so 
It was actually probably, let me think. It was 2018 was when I got, I got my first boat in 2018. And that's when I had a buddy, my buddy Dylan from Point was like, hey man, like, I think we can fist these uh, River Series tournaments here around us locally. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if we can compete with these guys. Like, it's whatever. Like, I think we were 18 or 17 at the time. I'm like, I don't know, man. And uh, he's like, well, let's just do it. Let's just try it. I'm like, all right, whatever. So we jumped in it. I think the first three tournaments, the first tournament went eh, so-so. And then the next two we did, like, I think we took, like, third or, like, fourth. And I'm like, I'm like, dang. Like, And then the last tournament of the year we ended up winning. Like, that was, like, my first, like, win, like, around, like locally. I mean, it was, like, a 50-boat tournament. But like when we when we won that tournament, I'm like, hmm. I'm like maybe we can like, you know, compete with these guys that have been doing this for, you know, 20 years around here on the same lakes. So then that was when I had the call from another buddy that actually lives in Sturgeon Bay. He's like, hey, you want to fish the Bassmaster Opens? He's like, you can jump in with me as a call angler because I need someone to travel with. And I was like, well, heck yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah why not? I mean, four tournaments a year, like one's in the winter time. I get to get out of here. (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, we jumped into those and I think I cashed like two checks on the co-angler side in the first two. And then I missed one. And then the last tournament of the year was on grand Lake. And, uh, that was in 2019 as a co-angler. And I was fortunate enough to win that tournament. Yeah, and that was that was the tournament that changed pretty much everything. Well, four four tournaments for in and and getting a big trophy like yeah, that wouldn't suck. Yeah, <laughs> no, a lot of, yeah. What what is it with Grand Lake? So, look looking back, you know, when we were setting up this interview, Bob Downey won that tournament, and, and we've had Bob <laughs> Downey on here, and we've talked to him. Caleb Kufal got second. Uh, Cade Lofenberg, who's I think from the lacrosse area, Cade got like yeah. yeah, got like seventh or eighth there. Like yeah. what 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 was it about the uh, the Minnesota uh, Wisconsin line that's like yeah, yeah we're man, just gonna that, do good. Uh, that lake is it's pretty special. The Northern Boys. Uh, I don't know. I think personally, I think the lake sets up a lot like our northern rivers and like some like dirtier flowages up north to me i mean i don't know about the other people but like to me it's so there's no vegetation in the lake whatsoever you got current you got wood you got rock the fish live shallow on grand lake i mean there's fish out deep but i mean you say you're fishing deep you're fishing like eight feet of water <laughs> okay i mean okay and the, the visibility out there is like in some spots i mean you can see the bay down like four inches in some spots you can see it down like two inches Oh, and I I think that's that's probably why the northern guys do really well out there, in my opinion. Yeah, it's I, just a really good lake. Yeah, I didn't know if you guys all had a group text going like, you know, <laughs> hey, no. hey, guys, like, we throw this, don't let any of the southern dudes oh. know about it. Yeah, that's the funny part. Like, none of us really even know each other? Communicate at all. Okay, no. nice. I, I, I know Caleb. I know Bob, but I, I mean, I don't really talk to him. You know, I don't. Right. Right. Yeah. Talk to him. I mean, I know them, <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. And then you turned around and backed it up with another win on the co-angler side the year after that down at Lay Lake in, in Alabama. So, I mean, you've, you've, yeah. you've checked off Oklahoma, you've checked off Alabama. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I suppose at that point in times when you thought like, well, maybe I can do this on, uh, yeah, I'm like, you know, yeah, that's, that was when I was like, all right, yep, it's time to uh, jump over to pro side now. You know, I had the funding from those two tournaments. You know, they have good payouts. You know, when you win a tournament in a 200-boat field, you know, it's a pretty good payout. Yeah, so definitely. Yep. Yeah, it is. I had the funding to to switch over, and I decided to do the two the two series of the the Opens. I think I did the Southerns and the Centrals. Right. And obviously, I had, I had a ton of help in those. You know, I had buddies helping me travel around and good sponsors to help me do all that stuff and yeah so then we fast forward to 
this year. We started off, I believe, where was it? Leesburg, we off Florida. On chain. Yeah, Leesburg, yep. Florida, yep. Started off on the Harris chain, and that was definitely a learning experience for sure. Uh, crazy time of year. It was post-spawn. The fish were, I, there wasn't, I mean, I think to take a top 10, you didn't even need oh, maybe 30 pounds in two days, which for Florida is right, yeah, you're expect- not very strong. Yeah. Expecting to go down there and, and catch you know, that right. in a day, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Pounds. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I think I finished in the seventies in that tournament, seventy ninth. Yep. Yeah, which I mean, it was subpar. But for my first tournament, I was like, okay, you know, it's not. I didn't bomb. Well, and, and I, I mean, when you're up. fishing, when you're fishing these opens, and there's two hundred and some boats in the field, and and you're fishing oh, against yeah. you know other elite series dudes, and you know other dudes that are yeah. that are you know, locals that, that know this area really well. Yeah. You, that, that didn't suck. No, no. I mean, I got, I got caught up. There's a, that's like a whole maze of like canal systems and stuff. I got caught up in a couple locks, locking through to different lakes and I lost a lot of fishing time, but you know, for what it was, it was, it was good. And then after that, I think for the Southerns, we went to, uh, Oh, actually Smith Lake I was supposed to go to, and that was canceled. So, originally, we had a tournament for the Centrals. We had a tournament on Smith Lake April 1st through the 3rd. And that tournament ended up getting canceled because of high water. Like, the whole entire ramp was underneath the water. Like, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, cars were flooded. Like, this is a lake. Like, not even a river. Like, a lake. And it was underneath the water. And uh, so, when they threw that at us, I was like... Now we're going to Smith in, I think it was October. I'm like, oh, man. Like, I know these bodies of water in the fall, and they ain't good. Like, the weights the weights just drop off. And, you know, obviously there comes in a local advantage, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, so I was a little bit nervous for that. So then I think the first tournament in the Centrals was on Pickwick. I ended up finishing 17th. I had a, I had a pretty solid finish there. Yep. And then we had a long break, like, the whole summer, pretty much, because that tournament was canceled. So we get down to Smith in October, and uh, I actually had a I had a really good practice in that tournament. I was, like, really confident I could go out and catch, like, 12 to 13 pounds, which I knew was, like, really solid for that lake. I mean, that lake gets pounded. I mean, it got pounded that whole week, the week before, and, uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to catch that 13 whatever pounds on the first day, and I was sitting in the top 10. And that was the moment where I think I was like, if I can take a top 10 here and then get to Grand Lake, like, my odds go way up for qualifying mm-hmm. just because, you well, know, you're... Grand Lake I'm comfortable on. Right. <clears throat> and, yeah. And And you ended up seventh there, correct? Yep, ended up seventh at Smith. Is that a lot of spotted? Is that a lot of spotted bass? It's a lot of spotted bass, um, but I actually kind of veered away from that. I think the first day I only had I only weighed in one spotted bass the first day. I caught I had four largemouth, and uh, the second day I had I think two spots and two largemouth. I actually only weighed in four fish on day two, but I had like ten some pounds, so they were the right ones. Yeah, and. uh, yeah, we ended up sliding in the top 10 there and then made her down to Grand Lake and put in some practice time. And honestly, the first day of Grand Lake was, it was a nightmare for me. Like, all week, you know, you're all nervous, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, especially when you're second in points. Right, I mean, right, right. Your nerves, yeah, I've. I've been nervous for tournaments, but, like, that was, like, the biggest tournament of my life. Like, going into that first day, it's always the first day, too, that's the worst. Like, the biggest tournament of your life, you're like, oh, man, like, I just got to get five. And I knew it was tough to get five, to be honest. Like, that place had gotten pounded worse than Smith. There was a tournament, there was three big tournaments there before we got there. And, you know, those fish were highly pressured and uh i think what rattled me the most that first day was when which 
which is awesome. This is awesome to happen. But my uh, my co angler actually caught, so they're allowed a three fish limit, and he actually caught nine pounds in the first like ten minutes oh, on the boy. first day, which was like, I mean, which is great. I mean, it's awesome. You know, he actually went on to win the tournament, which was super cool. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> but, but you uh, were you were in the right spot to catch a lot of big fish, right? And, and, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't happen for you. I mean, it happened to your no, boat. It did but... not have. It did not happen for me. And it, you know, and I knew that was going to happen. It, it had the potential to happen the way I was fishing. You know, you can't. Sometimes you just can't protect the fish you're fishing from your calling angler, which is fine. You know, I was a calling angler, and how it is. Yep. And. uh yeah, I mean, it was awesome to see him catch those fish. But, uh, yeah, at the time, it was like, man, like, you know, this is the day I really need, like, I really need those fish bad. And uh, so, anyways, yeah, so that all happened. And then I'm like, all right, I just need to settle down. Like, I got more stuff to run today. I got a decently long day. I think I was doing it at four. And uh, so, like, all right, I'll settle down, run down late, start pushing some stuff. So at the time, I actually I did catch two off that spot where my co caught them. So I had two in the in the box. It was about eleven o'clock, and I roll into this area. It was a good area in practice. I shook some fish off, and in that area, my co ended up catching another another nice fish that called him out. And uh, I rolled in there, and I had I had three big bites in there, and I lost all three big bites halfway to the boat. Oh, they'd come up, jump, and they'd come off, and that—that that was when I thought I blew, I blew it all. I blew Elite Series, cashing a check in this tournament, maybe a top ten. Like I think it was a three and a half pounder, one pushing four, and like a two and three quarter, like all the way up. See him come to the boat, jump off. Did you have a meltdown? Like, uh, I guess it wasn't. No, I. I don't get like super worked up about that stuff. Okay. Like when I'm around people and <clears throat> that kind of thing. But inside I was, I was pretty hurt. I yep. mean, when that happened, I was like, I mean, I still was sitting on two fish, I think at the time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I blew it for sure. Like I had 15 pounds on the line and could not put them in the boat. And at that point, you know, it was pretty late. It was getting later in the day and, I made a longer run, so I had to get back. I started bouncing some other stuff, and next thing you know, oh, there's a boat on that spot. There's a boat on that spot. That's another thing we run into fishing these opens is you get 225 boats on a body of water. <clears throat> you start running around. Well, you start running into bass boats real quick. Oh, yeah. I mean, you run into one spot. There's three boats, four boats. Where can I sneak in there? Nope. Next spot, two boats. Oh, man. Now I'm, like, freaking, you know. So now I'm running back. Well, I ended up catching two more keepers that day to salvage my day. I mean, realistically. I mean, I caught one more, I think, close to three pounds, and then I caught a line burner, 14 inches. And I had four, and I'm like, all right, like, maybe they didn't catch them today. Like, maybe this is enough just to survive, and I can go out and catch a big bag tomorrow, which ended up being the case. <clears throat> where were you sitting after day one i think i was in like 70 i was in the 70s somewhere. because because you technically if the tournament would have been done right then and there you dropped out of elite series con, uh, yeah qualification. i was in like 10th place in points yeah, yeah. i would have been I god that's crazy <clears throat> yep and so yeah. you come back on day two and 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 just sack up a big bag and and uh yeah yeah, I did not lose any on day two, and I only had five bites. I had five bites all day, and uh, I caught my my fifth one with about, I don't know, it was probably like six minutes before we had to come in. It was pretty ridiculous. But. That's crazy. <laughs> did you, did you yeah. feel when you caught that fifth one, was it like, you know what, this this is going to happen? Or, or were yeah, you, that was. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that was the moment. That was definitely the moment. I thought, I knew people were struggling that day because it was, it was a slick, calm day, and when you get wind on Grand Lake, the fish seemed to bite, which was the first day. And uh, day two, it was just calm, like not a breath of wind, slick, calm, and sunny. And uh, I knew guys were struggling, you know, guys were running around everywhere. And I knew if I could catch 
I set out the day with a goal of 14 pounds. I knew if I had over 14 pounds, I'd have a really good shot. And when I caught that fifth one, I knew it put me over 14 pounds. I was like, man, I think I just did it. Did you Did you have a co-angler that day? I did, yes. <clears throat> did Like, go, yeah, going caught. into that morning, did you kind of have a talk with him? Like, hey, dude, like this is kind of a big yeah. deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always have a talk with my co I mean, most of my calls are super cool. Like, right. They do. Like, my call on day one, he caught those fish, and, like, the rest of the day he hardly even fished. Like, he just sat down and, like, cast it out the back, which was, like, super generous of him, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh yeah my guy in day two was super cool too i was like yeah man like this is a huge day for me like you know i'm gonna give you your opportunities to catch your fish you know just let me catch mine and we'll be good and uh he actually had his opportunity at three he ended up catching two and he almost cashed a check so yeah it was it worked out yep have, have you ever had a have you ever had a really bad co uh no no i've never really nice. had a no no i haven't mm-hmm well, now you're no, in a late series angler, and you don't got to worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, right. Now you're worried about bad cameramen. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to make sure I'm not doing anything crazy on camera, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Jay. Uh, you know, obviously, we, we've talked here. You know, you, you're, you've are you officially qualified for the elite series, and uh, that's that's just three short months away Uh you know, yeah. obviously that's that's not easy on you guys. You know, you got to get you know things with your boat lined up. You got to get sponsors uh-huh. lined up. Uh, <clears throat> you know what, what what are you doing to get ready? Yeah, so uh, well, right now I'm in the works of getting a new truck because I need that for uh, pulling down to Florida. That's 24 hours away. <laughs> right. What do you What are you but, getting? Uh, uh, I think I'm going to get a diesel. Okay. I've had. I've had this truck I own now for, well, shit, probably since high school. So I've been, you know, saving up for this moment to get a new tow vehicle. And then I'm working on a boat deal right now. So that's in the works. Hopefully everything works out there. And then, yeah, man, just getting, you know, sponsorship money to pay for some of these entry fees and get going on the road. That's that's probably the biggest thing. You know, this and it's not gonna be cheap. That's that's the reality of it. I mean Are you gonna especially be especially start starting out. Right? Are you are you gonna be one of the, the camper guys that put the yeah, camper in the back of the truck and Ah, I know. That's Schlopper's been on me for that. He wants me to get a camper, but I don't know if I can pull that right now. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean that that's probably the easiest thing to do. Because I've heard like probably at least half the field does that they just camp or which is probably the easiest i would think well to be in the same bed every single night you know i i think yeah no you know, kidding and I you think, got all your stuff organized and, yeah right i yeah. think we've all been in a hotel where the you know the room next door is you know a bunch yeah. of kids getting loud and whatnot <laughs> and you got your one eye is looking out the window all night long making sure your gear is okay right yeah exactly make sure you're both charging and all that yeah, that's crazy stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah, so yeah, definitely thinking about that. Um, Jay, you got you got uh next year, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of the, you know, typical starts off in Florida, you know, you get your your normal tournaments at a lot of the normal places, but uh um come August, uh up in South Dakota on Lake Oahe and then uh turn around and go uh uh, right close to home for you uh, there in lacrosse. Are you looking forward to those two? Are you? Yeah, for sure. So, so the last three tournaments is what I'm looking forward to most. Uh, St. Lawrence. I love fishing smallmouth. Like yeah. anytime, like clear water, you can see down like 20 feet. Like that's like my favorite thing to do. And then uh, after that, we go to Wahi, which is another smallmouth fishery, which is going to be great. Uh, you know, not a lot of people know about that body of water. They were there one time, but they took out, took off out of Pierre. I think this time they're taking off out of, uh, Mulbridge, which is way up the lake, which, yeah, right. which would be way better. And then, uh, lacrosse. Yeah. I mean, nothing better than the grand finale on the cross, especially if I'm doing good in points or something. Right. That'd be awesome. I mean, and then 
I was actually just there. So the whole elite series rule is like, we can't get any info now. Like nothing, like not a thing. You can't talk to anybody about any of these lakes or anything. So, uh, I actually was on lacrosse this year at the same time of year that we're going to be there next year for a, it was actually a Bass Nation regional event. So I had like a week, a week down there to mess around. And I, I honestly don't mess around on the cross as much as I should, even though I'm like not even two hours away from it. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely super excited for that. Have, Have you ever fished out on the Missouri river? I have not. No, no. No, I've never been over and seen my dad's been over there right. you know, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I think a lot of the bass anglers that come up from Alabama and Texas and Florida, I think that they think uh, South Dakota is like the surface of the moon. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, right. like, what is this place? <laughs> Cows and stuff around there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, no. I think I think you uh, should should set up uh, pretty good for you. You know, especially if you if you like smallmouth. You know, going up there to St. Yeah. Lawrence and whatnot. Uh, you know, obviously growing up, you've kind of had the best of both worlds. Uh, you know, some uh, you know a lot of good largemouth stuff up in Wisconsin, but a lot of a lot of smallmouth fishing too. Yeah, we have a lot of options up here. That's for sure. Well, Jay. Uh, um, Obviously, we kind of we went through everything there. Uh, Matt, you got something else you want to chime in with, or are nah, we good? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, if, if, if any of the listeners want to follow along uh, with you, Jay, do you got a social media page that you want to? Yeah, so I have uh, my Facebook page is just Jay Shakurt, and then my Instagram page handle is Jay Shakurt as well. Okay. <clears throat> You you want to you want to plug any of your sponsors that are going to be helping you out next year? Or? Yeah, so next well, I don't have them all fully fully on board yet. We're still working on a few, but uh, Strike King and Lose is a huge sponsor of mine. Uh, I believe in all their products; they're awesome. Rods, reels, all the Strike King baits. That's exclusively pretty much what I use in the last in those three centrals actually that I qualified through, and then. Uh, Butcher's Archery is a local shop up by Clintonville. It's like a, a hunting archery shop. They help me out. And then uh, Hardcore Waterfall as well. And then as well as uh, D&D Automotive here in Stevens Point helps me out a little bit. Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Well, uh, we uh, we appreciate you taking your time and uh, chatting with us this morning. And, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, hopefully uh, – Hopefully uh, you crack a win or, or, or something crazy yeah, special right. uh, this year awesome. on the Elite Series, and then uh, don't don't forget about us <laughs> when, when Bass <laughs> yeah, Talk right. Live and all the all the big dogs come. Don't forget about yeah. the little guys down in Iowa. So, oh yeah. So awesome stuff, Jay. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll we'll catch up with you later. All right, man. Thanks for talking with you. Yep. See ya. Yep. See ya. And that was Jay Shakirat of Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Uh, thanks, Jay, for uh, joining us today. Um, yeah, yeah. Best of luck in the in the Elite Series this year. It's pretty cool to have another, you know, few Northern guys joining that group of that field of great anglers. Very cool, and it's very cool that uh, uh, most of them have uh, been gracious enough to uh, sit down and chat with us and uh, be on our episode. So uh, definitely, uh, yeah, pretty cool there, Matt. Uh, um, I think it's finally time that uh, people living where we live uh, start thinking about winterizing boats. It is. You know, you're st- I'm starting to see a lot of guys posting pictures on social media talking about the last trip of the season. I mean, it's kind of getting into that time of the year where a lot of us are outdoorsmen. So not only are we, you know, fishermen, but we also like to enjoy some hunting and, you know, time in the tree stands or whatever. So... And not only that, but a lot of yard work and getting a lot of that stuff ready to go for the winter time. So a lot of guys are starting to hang it up. There's still a lot of diehard, hardcore guys that are going to be out there till they can't no more. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's that time of the year. Yeah. I, that yard work, that, that, uh, that sucks. I am actually very lucky. lucky. You're lucky. I've got two trees that are brand new trees that I just planted this year and, uh, I think total on each of them probably has uh, 25 leaves on each tree. 
I was uh, at your neighbors that uh, uh, Matt's neighbors actually my wife's grandma yep. and uh, I was over there on Friday and uh, you are not as lucky no I'm just waiting for the storm I'm just waiting for the bomb to go off because they all all the all the neighborhood trees all the leaves I don't know if for some reason the way the wind is all end up in our front yard. Well, and I don't know if you noticed or not, but that big tree that has the most leaves of all of those trees there, that right behind on, Betty's house, yeah. that that one's still like, I mean, it it's, don't even look like it's starting to no, change that colors. One, that one's always the last one. That one holds on. That's the one where I've already taken, you know, a couple weeks of picking up leaves and multiple trips to our tree dump. And finally, that one's like, you know what? I'm going to dump these leaves right now. And they all end up on our yard. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to get a blizzard tomorrow. So it's just like, oh, man, hurry up and <laughs> rake them up. So at the next family event uh, for Kayla's family, I'll uh, I'll try to, you know, like inject it with something or go over or, there and shake it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> just I can stand do out there and shake that. it the whole day yeah. for me. If I wear a plaid shirt, I, I think, uh, you know, a, a flannel, I can go over there and do that because I'm a lumberjack style dude. But yeah. uh, like we've talked about it before uh, a couple episodes ago. It get to the, when it gets about to that point, that's when I call up the local kids in town and be like, "Hey, heck yeah, come and uh, come and pick these up for me." So yep, and they're they're happy to do it for a twenty dollar bill, and you're happy to not do it for twenty bucks. <laughs> well, exactly so. right. Win 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 situation. Uh, you know, Matt. Uh, you know, obviously we just talked about winterizing the boat, but I think another thing that that I need to personally do also um, is is start getting some of this ice fishing stuff out and and. A, reorganize, but uh, B, a lot of this stuff is battery-powered and, and whatnot, um, and, and we're going into show season. We've talked about that in the last few episodes. We're going into show season. Well, you know, I, I would sure hate to find out uh, the week of Christmas that, oh, geez, I could really use a new uh, a new Vexlar battery, and, you know, I was standing at the Dakota Lithium you know booth, and, and they had them, you know, 25% off uh, just a month ago. Right. Well, you know, come – Come Christmas, we we've talked about the shortages. I, I don't think I don't think you want to gamble on waiting until Christmas to to try to find some of this stuff. I, I'd say get stuff down out of your garage right now, set it all up, take a look at it, and hell, mice could have gotten into your damn yeah. shack. Oh yeah, yeah, you never know. I, there's like there's the two types of guys, and I think that you and I will probably be the latter guy. But they're the ones that like the first cold day off, and they get it all out. They got it. I mean, they're ready to go. It's like we're I'm ready, ice ready, and it's just like, uh, yeah, for you're gonna have to wait for two months there, dude. So you at know, least pump, two months, yeah. You know, pump your brakes a little bit, but I mean, they're all ready to go. I mean, it's like you're gonna almost have to re get it ready to go here. But and then there's guys like you and I uh, that all of a sudden it's just like everybody's like, hey, we're going ice fishing tomorrow. Sounds good to me. And then it's about 12 o'clock that night. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll get it ready to go. And that's if we're really being proactive. Right. I mean, chances Usually are we're just going to set of... our alarm 30 right. minutes earlier and yep. go out there and nah. Yep. So, know. I mean, it is. I mean, there's things like, I mean, making sure your auger blades are, you know, sharp. Uh, if you got new ones, replacing those. Uh, even, like, down to, like, taking an inventory of your tackle that you have, like the different jigs and you know, maybe if you use soft plastics, the different plastics you use. So, because you don't want to just go to a show and, you know, we're all like, oh man, that that lure right there, that really catches my eye. I really like that one. And you buy like a bunch of them, and you go back and you start going to put them in your little tackle box, your jig holder, and all of a sudden it's like, I already have like ten of these. Right. <laughs> it's just like maybe like get an inventory of that type of stuff, so you know, uh, changing out line if you change out your line quite often, and uh, you know, making sure your rods are all good. Uh, just you know there's a lot of little things like that i i've i've been that dude that doesn't change out the line like doesn't change out mm -hmm. the line like years and years and years doesn't change out the line and i had it here uh i don't know heck probably four or five years ago already but uh um one of those years where my lucky little 13 white hot white noise whatever rod that was that i i thought was the best rod of all time uh like on my first like four or five hook sets like I uh, I was breaking We're jigs breaking, off, and, yeah. and it was like, what the heck's going on? And then I realized like just how frail that was, and it was like, huh. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's one thing when, uh, you know, you get some frail 20-pound line, you know, okay, yeah, well, 20-pound line became 12-pound line. You, you you got 2-pound, 3-pound line, and, and you take 50% off that. Well, yeah, it, now, now you're in trouble. No, so, and not only that, just, you know, when you're jigging constantly, the line twist that builds up in right. a lot of that line, because a lot of guys use mono line during the winter time. So, yep. 
you know, it's just good to get that all changed out and, uh, you know, prepped for, to give yourselves the best chance of catching something. And not only that, if you buy new electronics, getting those dialed in and starting to learn those a little bit right. instead of taking like half of your season to finally realize like how to operate something like that or even like getting a hold of like at these shows getting a hold of some of these pros and that are used to using that type of stuff and talking to them about those things so. yep i uh I'm, I'm not a guy that changes out my line every single year no nah, neither you know, I'll, I'll probably go to uh two years and and probably by then i've had enough times where things have broken off or i've gotten enough rat's nests or, or whatever like I, I don't even have a choice like I just I just have to but uh <clears throat> you know here, here here's the thing that I was going to talk about Matt you know obviously I'm I'm interested in and in hopefully going to be buying a live scope here in the next uh in the next two weeks at one of these shows uh do you think it's crazy you know like even me uh you know I mean I'm I'm a decently experienced fisherman I I want to I want to actually like hire a guide after I get this live scope. Like I want to, I want to search through and find a guide or, or, you know, maybe it ain't a guide, but somebody who is well-versed in this live scope, somebody that has it dialed in, you know, understands the settings and whatnot. And I want to spend a day on the water with them. That, that's like not I, a, that's, that's a great idea. I mean, I, I think that people's ego sometimes get in right, their way right. and don't allow that. I mean, if somebody's like an expert on this stuff or is really well versed with it, see if they'll spend a day. I mean, most of these guys will spend a day with you and uh, teach you how to use that stuff because one, a lot of them are pro staff for that particular whatever right. you know unit you get, and uh, they'll help you teach you how to dial it in and stuff like that. Because then, I mean, if you have that great experience, then I mean, right, you're going to got... tell people about it. So. Right, and I've got no problem giving a guy a few hundred bucks to you know to sit down and and spend a day with me. But if I can figure out in four hours what would have other take otherwise taken me four months to right. to get figured out, like I get it, you know, yeah, there's a lot of information out there on YouTube. Yep, there is. But does anyone actually want to go out there and sit on the ice and have a YouTube? you know, video playing and like, okay, yep. Okay. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Now I see it. Or you can just call a guy. I, I get, you know, maybe it'll cost you two, 300 bucks, you know, whatever to get a guy out there for, for four hours or a day or however long it'll take. But, but to know that you're doing it right, you yep. know I mean? To know, Oh, okay. And, and there's going to be stuff that's not on YouTube. There's going to be like, Oh, well, actually I, I found out one time that you can do this, this, and this. And it's like, Oh, yeah. right. And yeah, that, have, that's nice. You I mean, unless they're doing like a YouTube live or something like that, if it's just videos, I mean, yeah, you can ask questions, but you don't know when they're going to get answered. I mean, right. there, if they when are. you got the guy right there, I mean, you're one-on-one with, it's like tech support. Yep. I mean, people use tech support all the time, like in their jobs and all that stuff. Uh, you go to the doctor because, you know, you want expert advice. They're trained in all this stuff. So uh, I, I don't think it's a dumb idea at all. I think, like I said... I think too many people let their egos get in the way of it. I mean, you just spent all that money, that type of money on something, and you want to be able to be, you know, good at running it. So, well, and I don't know, you know, I mean, I, I like you say the ego thing, but I, I, I don't know, you know, like, geez, you know, Scott, you're on Clams Pro Staff. Geez, Scott, you're on Cold Snaps Pro Staff, and, and, you know, you got to hire a guide. I'm not hiring a guy to, to teach me how to fish, I'm hiring a guy to, uh, you know, teach me about electronics. I'm not on Garmin's pro staff. Right. You know, I, I'm not, I, I, I'm not on any electronics pro staff. I, I know very little about, uh, and, and at the end of the day, I'm still probably, I'm, I'm just an average fisherman guys. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that's the route I'm going to take. Uh, uh, once I actually get it, I'll start, uh, putting the feelers out there maybe in some of the facebook pages and try to get somebody dialed in that uh is dialed in and and yeah go go ahead and go well, and do that's that the way to, that's the way to do it yep I, it's just yeah get that and get that stuff out there and get it ready that's what that's the big thing about all this stuff yep um i owe tyler two picks hicks a pack of uh a pack sticks. of beef sticks yeah that's what he told me 
And uh, I, n- I never messaged him back yesterday. He messaged me like right when the clock hit zero, and I'm I was pissed, man. I'm pissed. I'm I'm still a little bit pissed. I didn't watch a dang second of that whole entire freaking game. I went I to did. Costco with the wife, and I'm happy I went to Costco with the wife. Uh, I don't know, guys. I think we found out the Iowa Hawkeyes aren't very freaking good. No, nope. and uh, I think the offensive They're coordinator pretenders. needs. A, I, I think the off- <laughs> offensive coordinator needs a good solid chest poke, and uh, you know, hey pal. Uh, we're going to have to do something a little bit different. And, and you know, if, if that's all the better that you can do, well, you, you don't deserve to be in the top 25. It's just but, as long as they get it turned around before we play Minnesota and Nebraska. Who would you rather lose to? Uh, I think I'd rather lose to Nebraska than Minnesota. Really? No way. No yeah. way. No way. No, I just – I don't know. There's some louder people from Minnesota than there's some. Yeah, I suppose Nebraska. you got more people from Minnesota on your Facebook page, but yeah, there's there's nothing worse than I mean, the second that the that the clock hits zero, you go on Facebook and and uh, because, well, the, the Nebraska fans are always going to give you the whole. No matter if you beat them or if you lose to them, I mean, they're gonna. If you beat them, then they just want to throw in the '90s into your face and be like, "Well, we got we start." trophy case looks like this and stuff yeah, like well, that. Yeah, Han- well, Hanson brothers were pretty popular back then, too, and they're not anymore, so. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, I don't know. That's enough That's enough football talk for today. Yeah. Uh, our, our local team's still doing good, and uh, uh, there's multiple local teams that are still doing good, so, um, yeah, that's good, but uh, otherwise, Matt, uh, I don't know if we want to get into good news stories of the week or yeah we can get into good news stories what do you got my good news story this week is going to be for a guy that uh, we know he's uh, in the next town over about 15 miles over he dressed his son up as uh, um, as Seth fighter and holy moly did he freaking knock it out of the park uh, if you guys are on that uh, target walleye uh, newsletter it, w- it was on there and Ah, God dang it. This this was just awesome. It was BJ Van Breezen's son. Um and yeah, he I mean he he had the on him hat, he had a jersey, he had the mustache, he had a set of sunglasses, he had the mullet haircut, he's got his bass boat behind him. Like yep. I mean it was it was on point and it was perfect. Uh I've seen one other picture of, of somebody else that did it, but um and, and, and it, it was good too. Don't don't get me wrong, but man, uh uh BJ, BJ and his boy freaking they they, they, they owned the that car. one. They owned that one. BJ had told me the week the week before that that's what he was going as, and I couldn't, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. You want to know why he had to tell you that? Because he was a little bit worried you were going to copy. <laughs> yeah, that was I, that's a that was pretty awesome. I saw a few different like fishing ones this yep. year, so that was kind of neat. Yep. Mine. What do you got? I'm just going to give a shout-out to Rich Lindgren, old hella bass there. He's down at the uh, Bass Nation Championships down in uh, Monroe, Louisiana this week. And, uh, Monroe, Louisiana? Yeah. Not west from Monroe, Louisiana. That's where the Duck Dynasty crew's from, I think. Well, it might be. They're in the... Uh, They're in the it? swamp, huh? The Ochita Ochi- River, Cochita River, whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> See, I'm like you here. That's one of those hard-to-pronounce That's good names. for you. Yeah, That's good for you. You need more of that in your life. So, he, no, he's down there competing in it. Uh, best of luck to him. Hopefully he gets it done. Yeah. Has a great finish. Yeah. Man, we, did, we didn't even talk about pheasant hunting. We didn't. We got we, out. It was Iowa opener down here. Yeah. We did get out uh, Saturday morning. Uh, it was Iowa pheasant opener. And uh, me, Matt, and my brother uh, were able to get out. Like I said, uh, I did end up going to Costco on Saturday, so... Uh, I didn't get, to, I didn't get to be out for very long, but uh, uh, we did get out. It was a nice, crisp, cool morning. Definitely it was. And uh, dogs got some good exercise. They and, did, and yeah. I don't know what the heck was going on, but uh, every every bird that we could flush was a hen. Nah, we we, did, we, we screwed we, up on the one. We weren't paying attention to the dog. That's number one rule. Always pay attention to the dog. We were all standing around trying to make a plan on how we, we were paying attention to you we right. were paying we just didn't know which dog to be paying attention to 
And all of a sudden, it was just like I looked over and Finley was kicking up a nice big old rooster. God, and, the thing was huge too. Yeah. I think it. I think it was rotten. I mean, it had yeah. the thick neck, and that might have been the biggest one I've ever seen. So. Yeah, if we would have dropped that one, it would have would have put an indentation into the ground. <laughs> we saw a lot. Yeah, we did see a lot of birds, so that's good. Uh, we'll keep plugging away at it, and a lot. It looked like a lot of people had good good luck on opener, so that's always good. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I was wearing a set of lacrosse boots and I don't know if I either had a hole in my sock or if I've got an issue with the back of my boot, but I got one hellacious blister Ooh, on, on the heel of my good. left foot. That's not something you get when you fish. Nope. What do you, here's one for you. Hopefully this doesn't make us go down a rabbit hole, but what do you think about, we can go down a rabbit hole. What do you think about people like, okay, so public land hunting, we do a lot of public land hunting yep. for like an opener of pheasant season, people that drive their trucks out and park them there the night before in the parking lot and then show up the next day at you know the rest of the crew shows up the next day at eight like 10 minutes before eight o'clock to start shooting so so this person drove out and actually spent the night in no, their truck they don't spend they the just, night they, they just, just park their, their truck, truck there they just park trucks there i piss on them that's what i said too i was like if that was me i would have just i would have i was talking to somebody about it and i said i would have just parked my truck there and started walking i mean even if they show up at 10 to 8 they really can't say anything because technically you are the first person there so even even if you're the eighth person there right i mean everyone has just as much right to that land as anybody else and i mean i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying it's not you know i mean so i guess that brings up my next point of okay so that it's kind of like a situation of somebody having a sleeper house out on the ice and uh you know they're set up on a good spot. Well, if you I think, know that they ain't in there, right? No, I'll, I'll, I'll get, right I'll get close. Right. I just, I mean, it's just somebody was. I was talking to somebody last night, and they said that they had a situation like that, and I was just kind of like, yeah, I, I, you know, no, that 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 don't. I, I guess a it it doesn't bother me. I think I think it's kind of childish or whatever, but. uh no, I've got I've got no problem going out. What I've what I've got a problem with is like yesterday, me and you and my brother are out right. on a public piece of land, and uh, this is a long narrow strip along a river, and we got there, you know, a ways beforehand, and we had even said right to each other like if another truck p- comes up, we'll just say, hey, you want to walk right along with us? Right, and, we'll you just know, all yeah, go together. No big deal, uh, whatever. And so we get to the back of this piece. And we're going to walk it back up towards the front, towards our trucks. And all of a sudden, at that point in time, we realized that somebody was a little ways behind us and followed us all the way in there. Well, A, okay, fine. You know, like I said, this is public land. But they continue to walk towards us when we are at the back. We are at the back of the property. We can't go any farther away. And we are ready to turn around and head back towards the truck. And they continue to come at us. Well, at that point in time, it's like, all right, guys, if a bird does get up, what are you going to do? Yep. What are you doing? Yeah. I I mean, you know. (laughs) We're shooting at each other here. Well, that's just it. You know, it's like at this point in time, we're wasting my time. We're wasting your time. We're wasting everybody's time all involved. And and they had a youth hunter along. And, you know, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I kind of wanted to go up there and say, like, you are not teaching this kid anything valuable here. Right. Especially when there are two pieces of ground another chunk on the other side of the river that was not being hunted right that there was nobody on that they could have went actually if they would have they would have had more success right all of our birds got up and went over there there, right yeah so So. i uh i don't know i i I was disappointed i guess you know whatever it is what it is but it it was a dangerous situation for a little bit um you know obviously at that point in time i'd i don't know i think if a bird would have got up i i think I think they would have shot at it. I think so too. I think, I think they would have shot at it. I think we would have got showered a little bit. And and then things would have headed south because I would have been one pissed off son of a gun. And, <laughs> right. And, you know, then uh, I probably would have had to go over there and uh, try like to. You, like you said, it was just a t- disappointing situation, especially when they have a youth hunter with them. And it's just like, you know, yeah, yeah. When And the crap part is you, you can start hunting at 8 o'clock. We literally probably didn't start hunting until 8.15. Right. You know, I mean, we kind of sat there. We, you know, told some stories. We get all of our gear out. You know, okay. You know, I mean, it, at, at 8 o'clock, I mean, we wanted the sun to get up a little bit higher yeah. or whatever. 
So, I mean, they, they literally had to have come at 8.30 or something like that. Oh, and it is so, even I mean, there was plenty that. of time. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, you know, this is a fishing podcast, whatever. But, uh, <sighs> all right. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. It just, just yeah, it just flat out pissed me off. and uh, Just got to be smart. It's just like when you're out there fishing, ice fishing, and somebody comes driving up right beside you and starts drilling holes right beside you you know or they drive their they drive their uh pickup truck in between your uh your shack and your tip up that you have set up <laughs> you've had that <laughs> yeah you've had that hey do you think you can let me know if my flag goes up please or at least like reel the fish in <laughs> that's when you slowly start drilling more holes around <laughs> their pickup and you say all right guys like we are we're not gonna sit here and play this game this is when they say what are you doing a science project yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's 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 what it is. It's 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 a science mixed with math and mixed with everything else. All right, guys, uh, I think that we have officially uh, we we've gone past good news stories. We've we've told you about pheasant hunting. Uh, I think uh, I think we're going to officially call the end to uh, episode one forty four. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, joining along. If you've made it this far, uh, uh, leave a review uh, if. If you can, I know that you can on iTunes. I don't know what else you can, uh, but otherwise hit the subscribe button and uh, we'll check you again next week. Later. Later.